Welcome back to another edition of the Tony D Podcast. We've got a lot of them this week as we continue to prep and preview for the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500 coming up later today. Former champion Buddy Rice, as well as Sage Karen from Dry and Reinbold Racing, will join me to preview the race, talk about their uh, driver-to-spotter relationship. Uh, that's something that uh, Kevin Lee and I are going to talk about as well here. Coming up, but as always, brought to you by Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. If you need to refinance, now is the time to do it. Kyle at Caliber Home Loans has you covered with the latest announcements from the feds. These could be the lowest rates we see for 12-plus months. Lower your monthly payment or take cash out for a project. Call Kyle at Caliber Home Loans, 317-680-6306. We know Kyle will be cheering for Steph Wilson. So Friday with Carb Day, a lot of people have asked, you know, what's going on, Um, you know, are we going to see any of the same party type atmosphere that we've seen in the past? And the answer is simply no. Um, you, you don't have a pit stop competition where, you know, a lot of the fans pack the, the grandstands on the, on the front straight away and watch and then go out to the concert. There's none of that. It's strictly a two hour practice. It'll be a fun practice. It'll be a full race mode practice. So um, you'll see pit stops being practiced. You'll see um, the drivers exiting off corner four to head into the pits um, so it won't be the party type atmosphere, but out in Hendricks County at Lucas Oil Raceway, you've got four races Friday night for the Carb Night Classic. You've got USEC Silver Crown, you've got Midgets, you've got F2000 uh, and Pro 2000 for the Road to Indy Step Ladders to get to the NTT IndyCar Series. So, um, if you're looking to have some fun, uh, family fun or a drink, come on out to Lucas Oil Raceway and have one hell of a time. I'll be out there spotting. Um, for Jay Howard, driver development for the two races, and then uh, I might go ahead and purchase the cold one and crack it open in the grandstand to uh, to watch the the midget and USEC Silver Crown cars. I know Tara Holt's got some action going on over the next couple of nights as well. Went to the new Circle City Raceway last Thursday uh, at the Marion County Fairgrounds. That was awesome. Um, Twenty bucks to get in. Wing sprint cars on a small track like that were were, were hella entertaining. Tyler Courtney won. Uh, concession prices were pretty good, so um, was excited to be out there. If you need new flooring in your home, carpeting or tiling, get a hold of Harley at Flooring is Forever. Flooring is Forever dot com three one seven seven five five twelve forty six with over twenty years of experience here locally. Harley has you covered. Flooring is Forever dot com whether it's your home. Or your business, he can get it done for you. 317-755-1246. All right, big weekend ahead for this guy. Uh, Kevin Lee will host a makeshift carb night burger bash coming up on Friday night out at Lucas Oil Raceway. His son will be driving for Jay Howard Driver Development in the F2000 race. He'll be in the pits for NBC Sports all weekend for the Indianapolis 500. You've seen him on Peacock. Kevin Lee joins us. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Tony. Well, let's go back to uh, the qualifying weekend. The drama was back at Indy. Um, R.C. Eners and Charlie Kimball don't make it. Simona Di Silvestro squeaks in. Uh, I thought the run for the pole was great, but I think we all kind of knew in the back of our heads Scott Dixon was going to start up front. What were you, some of your takeaways from uh, this past weekend? How strong the Ganassis were uh, and how much the Penske's struggled. That was the two main takeaways not a surprise that ganassi was strong although i don't know that i in fact i I know i would not have predicted all four of their cars make it into the fast nine into the front three rows you figure one of them has 
some sort of a minor issue. So that shows where they're at at this point. I don't know that any of us or many of us would have said none of the Andretti's would have made it into the Fast 9. I guess sort of one associated with Andretti made it in Elio Castroneves. They have a technical relationship. They share engineering support, Shank Racing with Andretti Autosport. And then we're all still trying to figure out what's going on with Team Penske. And, and in some ways, it's two years in a row where they've not had outright speed. The race cars have been pretty good, but it's been difficult to pass in this current aero configuration. So if you don't qualify well, it's pretty tough to make your way up to the front. And in this case, it was even worse than last year. The second greatest qualifier in the history of the sport, Will Power, barely makes the race. Simona Di Silvestro has a Penske technical partnership. She's the last one to get in. So those are the big ones that kind of stand out and just kind of the depth of the field, too, that there are an awful lot of contenders to win the race. It's pretty amazing that you've got Colton Hurd on the front row. You got Renus VK third. It's still the youngest front row in history, yet Scott Dixon, being Scott Dixon at the age of 40, qualifies on the pole. Um, it's youth versus experience coming up on Sunday. Who do you give the advantage to? Yeah, and you look at the, the front two rows, big variances too. You've got Dixon, Ed Carpenter, Tony Kanon, three that are 40-plus. And then Alex Pillow is another one of the young guys in row two. And then you see, you've got three that have already won this year, two of them getting their very first win in Pillow and VK. I still give the edge to the veterans, maybe because also Scott Dixon is in that group and he is the prohibitive favorite. And that probably means he won't win because I think just about all of us are picking Scott Dixon to win. So from his perspective, I fear for that. I do think Colton Herta has enough experience and especially with his team and on the pit box, remember his dad, Brian Herta, has helped strategize his way to two wins before uh, with Dan Weldon and with Alexander Rossi. So I give Colton an excellent chance. And Remus VK's in a good car. Uh, I don't know if the Chevy ultimately is as good as some of the Hondas, but I think it's close enough. And I think he's going to be daring enough to take the chances that you know, he might end up in the wall or he might end up in victory lane. Mm -hmm. um, you look at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, and, and in coming into this month, it was they've got the first, third, and fourth place finishers from last year. Santino Ferrucci um, joins, joins, joins the team. He obviously had an accident, pushed him back. Uh, were you a little disappointed in what you saw out of Graham and Takuma over qualifying weekend? I, I think part of it, too, is that nobody really got to do second run mm -hmm. in the last – I don't know however many years since they had the option to run multiple times without withdrawing your, your time, uh, at least one option to do that. We've seen almost everyone run a second time, but because it was so hot in the middle of the day and it looked like no one could go faster, most were opting not to do that. And actually, I do think it all kind of runs together because I think I did 42 hours of television last week. I think Sato did try a second time mm -hmm. and couldn't go faster. I don't think Graham did. Um, had they had another chance, they might've been able to be a little bit better, but I guess ultimately, yeah, I did. I did think that one of them would find their way at least really close. I didn't know if I had them pegged fine, but I thought somebody would be in row four from their team and what Sato is in row five, Graham is in row six. Uh, but I do think they'll have good race cars and I know it's going to be tough from mid pack. But they've always been pretty solid at strategy, too. So 
I wouldn't put them at my top tier list, but I think both of them still have a chance to win the race. Well, I think, and, and for me, you've got to start in the top 10 to win this. Give me five guys in that top tier list for you. So I always break it down in different levels, and usually I have three or four in tier number one. This year I have one in <laughs> tier number one, and it's Scott Dixon, because I yep. think he has separated himself from everywhere else, everyone else. 1A, I have Kanan, Herta, and Rossi, even starting mm -hmm. 10th. I think Rossi is still going to be there. And then the next group is uh, Ed Carpenter and, and Renus VK. And then I've got several others that I think can win it, but that's, you know, if you're asking me to kind of whittle it down a little bit, that's the group I went with. Give me a guy, maybe starting in the back, and it could be Sato or Rahal. But at the end of the day on Sunday, we'll be looking at the, the, the final positions and say, oh, he ended up seventh. I'm not surprised with that, but he had a quiet day. You know, it won't surprise me for anyone to get up as high as seventh. I think the harder mm -hmm. thing is to get inside like the top four or five and even going yep. beyond seventh. Uh, I think Simon Pagano can do that. Simon mm -hmm. seems to always race better than he qualifies, just like Graham Rahal, by the way, who we've already spoken about. But I think Simon's race car is good enough where he can make his way forward from row nine. I think it's going to be tough to ultimately win the thing from back there, but won't surprise me at all if he's up there in the mix. And then Newgarden is the other one. You know, the Penske cars are strong. And if we want to go someone non-Penske-like, I think Connor Daly's car is good. I yep. think uh, Connor can race his way up towards the front. Kevin Lee with us. We'll have you covered on NBC Down in the Pits. Do you know uh, your assignment for Sunday during the race and what pit boxes you'll be covering yet? I do, and I can look it up and tell you. So I'm basically the second section. We have four pit reporters this year. So Marty Snyder has the first section. I have the next se section. Dave Burns is the third section. And then Kelly Stavis has the last, so I know, last section. So I know I have Scott McLaughlin. These are in numerical order, not order on pit road. Graham Rahal, Ed Jones, Colton Herta, Ryan hunter Ray, James Hinchcliffe, Takuma Sato, and Pietro Fittipaldi. So if one of the – how does this work? If one of your guys wins, do you get to go and interview him at Victory Circle, or is that already set up for somebody to be there no matter who wins? It hasn't been said, but my guess is it's going to be Marty because Marty mm -hmm. has the tenure with NBC Sports. Yeah. So for normal race events, it is if you've been covering them, you go to victory lane. But I know the first couple of years, I can't remember if my driver has won or not uh, in those years. But I know in the first couple of years, it was designated that Marty would do the interview. So I suspect that's the case this year. Kevin Lee with us from NBC. All right, big night Friday for you out at Lucas Oil Raceway. Um, you'll be out there, your son Jackson, running for Jay Howard Driver Development. A um, little bit different than being down in the pits and covering the IndyCar Series. Now there's a, uh, there's, there's, there's a little bit more tension. Like, How do you feel when you see Jackson out there on the track? Quite certainly there's tension because I'm responsible for the crash damage. Mm. And, and are you spotting for him? I believe so. You are splitting any crash damage with me. Just put, okay. that, put that down. No, you know, in all honestly, honesty, we're at the brink. We have uh, partnerships to get us through for a while, mm -hmm. but we've already had one small crash that was hugely expensive, and I don't know if we'll be able to continue if we have another crash. So he needs to have a clean race, uh, so we're hoping for the best. But, yes, it is quite nerve-wracking, uh, not only from the safety aspect. I, You know, people always ask about that. I've never had super concerns. Cars are pretty safe, and I feel better about my 18 year old on a racetrack than I would about your typical 18 year old going somewhere on a Friday night mm -hmm. or sending him off to college. I feel a lot safer 
with him in a race car than I do in a passenger car, or at least I do typical kids in a passenger car. But it'll be fun. Um, we're going to be doing a pre-race event, kind of like the old Burger Bash from 5 to yep. 7, uh, the Carbonite pre-race party in the midway there, and we'll get some of the I mean, car drivers, drivers, I don't know how many are going to you know go out of their way to come out there, but I'm hoping two or three of them do. Townsend Bell says he's going to come out. Paul Page has said he's going to come out. And I'm just going to make the ass of who wants to come by and chat with us a little bit and, and have fun with four races on Friday night at uh, the old Raceway Park. Yeah, it, it will be a good time. You get four really competitive races, too. Things kind of start on Thursday with, with the practice and the qualifying. So I'll do my best. Um, the, the, the idea and the goal is to always come back with four tires on it. Um, somebody else on the team didn't do that in the test. We won't bring that up, but, uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll keep Jackson pointed in the, in the right direction. You can't say clearish. It's gotta be clear. (laughs) Not clearish. We will uh, do fine. He's, he's done the little bitty ovals before, but this is the biggest. So, uh, hopefully it goes well. Well, we'll get him comfortable and, uh, we'll get out there. All right, real quick. I know Scott Dixon is everybody's pick. But if there was one driver uh, that you would pick to knock him off on Sunday, who would it be? I think Colton Herta might have the next best car. So mm-hmm. I, I'll go, you know, from the most experienced driver to one of the youngest. And even though Herta is in now his third Indy 500, he would still be the youngest to ever win the race. What he and Renus VK and Pottle Award would all mm-hmm. be younger than uh, Troy Rutman was when he won it in 1952. So I'll give Colton my number two pick. There we go. Kevin Lee from NBC Sports. Head on out to Lucas Oil Raceway. Say hello to him. Say hello to me. We'll have a good time out there. Uh, You can catch him all week on trackside. And then again in the pits on Sunday for NBC. Go out and purchase Peacock. It's definitely worth it. Kevin, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll see you on Friday evening. Okay, thanks, Tony. All right, big thanks to Kevin Lee there as well. Um, Yeah, it should be a fun weekend, not only at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but also Lucas Oil Raceway. Um, so looking forward to that. Come out and say hello, um, and we'll get ready for the Indianapolis 500. We're going to talk with the guys from Dry and Reinbold Racing. That's the driver, Sage Karam, and the former champion from 2004, Sage's spotter, Buddy Rice, will join us later on um, on Wednesday evening for another edition of the Tone of the Podcast brought to you by the UPS Store on Olea Road in Fishers. For all your shipping and handling needs, go see the smiling faces at the UPS store up off 146, right in front of the Kroger, off on Oleo Road, the UPS store for all of your shipping handling needs. They also have all the office supplies that you could ever ask for at the UPS store and Oleo Road. We appreciate their support. All right, we're going to just continue to preview and get ready for this Indianapolis 500. We'll have a betting preview coming up. Um, like I said, Sage and Buddy Rice will join me. Jay Query is going to join me to talk about his perch out in turn three and what to expect in the race. Um, and we'll just keep on rolling here on the Tony podcast. Thanks so much for the support and thanks for listening.